Some people are a lot like clouds, you know Cause life's so much brighter when they go You rained on my heart for far too long Couldn't see the thunder for the storm Cause I cut my teeth and bit my tongue Till my mouth was dripping blood But I never dished a damn Just held my breath While you dragged me through the mud I don't know why I tried to save you Cause I can't save you from yourself When all you give a shit about Is everybody else Hey guys, it's Jazzy. Hopefully I don't get freaking copyright for that or flagged. Um, hopefully you guys are all hearing all of my podcasts correctly. I'm trying not to copyright. I just like putting the songs, guys. I just do. And I've heard it on all these podcasts, so, but I always get flagged. But uh, hopefully you guys are hearing it. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully you guys are all doing well. Today is March 9th. It is 9.18 in the morning. It is a bit cloudy over here on my side, Colorado. A bit chilly, but the sun is shining. Um, I think it's supposed to rain, maybe snow. I don't know. The weather is very weird here nowadays. So I'm not quite ready to give you guys an update on what's going on in my life. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing and giving you guys episodes of random things. <laughs> things that I find helpful and stuff like that. Today's episode, I decided that let's do, um, because I'm not the only one, guys. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not the only one, but so many people are suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, so I thought we would take a few moments to get some tips on managing anxiety and stress, and then some uh, breathing I said it weird, (laughs) breathing techniques, and also some, let's talk about the vagus nerve, which I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's how I say it. (laughs) So I apologize if you guys are hearing this, do not come at me if I said that wrong, (laughs) but I think because that's what I was told, but I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to be teaching these guys some that and some of my techniques that I use for anxiety and um, panic. So with that being said, as you hear the ticking of my clock, I just don't know why that is. But um, anyway, that's what hopefully all the noise that you guys are hearing today. My dog may guarantee to bark. Remember, I'm doing homeschool now, so it is a bit hard for me to come on here and be quiet. <laughs> but as the moment goes, I think we'll be okay. So with that being said, hopefully you guys are all doing well. It is like pfft, the weather, I tell you, like I said, and it's so weird because parts of Colorado, they've got blizzards and dumped with a ton of snow. And then my side of Colorado, we have barely got any rain, barely any snow, and it's been really sunny. But I also live in the, um, you know, I just know. So anyways, I want to kind of do tips on managing anxiety and stress. And basically within that generalized anxiety disorder, GAD. And, you know, kind of like helping you understand what GAD is. We're going to call that. Now remember, it's called generalized anxiety disorder. 
and then kind of give you symptoms, some treatment, um, and managing the stress and anxiety and kind of cutting it down to what the myth and what the reality is of generalized anxiety disorder, AKA GAD, JAD. <laughs> it's kind of like dad without a D anyway. Um, so that was kind of something I wanted to go over with you guys. Um, and like I said, I also wanted to go over some breathing techniques and the vagus nerve. And again, I'm probably saying that wrong. It could be vagus. I don't know. It looks like vagus, but I'm calling it vagus. <laughs> so with that being stunned, <laughs> with that being stunned, <laughs> um, let's just go over kind of what generalized anxiety disorder is. Um, it's pretty much, okay, so here it is. Generalized anxiety disorder, guys, is pretty much categorized by persistent and excessive worry about a number of different things. Now, you guys, I literally, this is like, I have generalized anxiety disorder. That's what I'm saying. And literally every day, at least 15 hours of the day, I say, I am literally worrying about so many things and they're not, sometimes they're like, like, okay. So my dad was in the hospital for the last two days. He got out yesterday, but he was in the hospital and I had been worried about that. So obviously there are things such as life like that, that is obviously going to put people into worry and stress and anxiety. And that was one of mine. Um, but I will literally worry about like, oh crap, did I feed the fish? And literally I know that I fed the fish. Wait, are the fish even getting enough oxygen? Because I have a bubbler in the fish tank, but I also don't always use it. And are they going to croak if I don't change the water, even though it's been 24 hours and it's muggy? By the way, I have goldfish, just so you know. And so, you know, they're pond fish, but mine are in a fish tank. Um, oh my God, is <clears throat> my day going to be okay? Um, God, am I going to be able to teach my daughter the homeschooling, because like I said, I just started homeschooling. Am I going to be able to do this? Because I don't know that much. It, are we going to get filled because she can't do it? Stuff like that. So, I mean, literally, it is like unnerving how much I worry, you guys. It's ridiculous. Um, So basically, so here you are, you're worrying about a number of different things, right? But you also may anticipate a disaster and may um, be overly concerned about money, health, work, and other issues, such as, like I said, and that's literally what I do. I completely think disaster is going to happen. Um, I grew up with a very ordered, um, uh, father and he is very much like timely ordered and I am the same way. And when things fall out of place or not on time, I freak out and I have patterns and it's really, it's just, ugh. anyways, you find it very difficult to control your worry, basically. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I have a little bit of a head cold going on in my throat area. Um, they may worry basically more than it seems more warranted about actual events or kind of expect the worst. <laughs> and um, there may be no apparent reason. And like I said, that's me. It's like doomsday in my head, like 15 hours of the day. I'm literally not even kidding. I have to stay away from the news because I will freak. <laughs> I don't really believe in the media, but I can't even watch like any kind of news because I'll just, I'll panic myself to death. <laughs> um, so basically Jad, I think that's how you would say it. Isn't it Jad? <laughs> I don't know. Or is it Gad? Well, who knows? But GAD <laughs> is basically diagnosed when a person finds it difficult to control worry on more days 
than for more at least than six months or has at least three or more symptoms, right? Um, we really, it depends on the person and basically the stress that they're worrying about because it, it, there's a lot of, like I said, 15 hours a day I'm worried or panicking. I could say 24 hours basically, <laughs> but some people have it where they just have it for like a few hours of the day or maybe even an hour or that. But did you know that it affects about 6.8 million adults? Which comes out to being like 3.1% of the U.S. population. And it can happen any more given year. Uh, women are more likely to be affected, and, which is very interesting to me. And I think that that root comes from the fact that a woman carries a child, takes care of a child. Um, we go through situations where sometimes there's domestic, sorry guys, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. Um, we, I tend to think that we suffer a lot more. Now I'm not saying, and I'm not categorizing women go through more than men and that men can't go through what I just said. That is absolutely not true. I'm just saying that it makes more sense that a woman would do that because we have periods we give birth to children. I mean, there's so much stuff. And I we're taking care of life, basically. So I, I understand that. But I'm not saying that what I said, men can't go through that. That's not true. I'm not going to stigmatize that. Um, the disorder comes on casually, basically, for me. And can also become begin a cross of life cycle, which is me, basically. Like, mine started when I was a child. And I had really bad generalized anxiety. And then now that I'm like 35, it's gotten worse and just out of fucking control. But um, basically, the highest risk, I believe, is like childhood through like the middle age. So I'm like right there in <laughs> the middle age. <laughs> but um, although we really don't know why or what the exact cause of generalized anxiety disorder is... Um, there is no evidence of it being a biological factor. Um, there is evidence, I mean, sorry. <laughs> there is evidence of it being a biological factor. So basically, like, you could have a dad, your mom, your sister, your brother could have it, and you may have it. So, like, family background, um, life experiences, particularly, like, stressful ones, um, really play a role in it. Um, for me, my PTSD and my generalized anxiety just, like, are basically the same thing for me they like go one-on-one -on -one. and when they one goes the other goes and it's oh. um <clears throat> sorry about that um sometimes just the thought of getting through the day can produce the anxiety and that's really how it is for me like i will wake up if i wake up in the morning and i have my anxiety a, it's just going to be a bad day for me and it is just going to continue through the day. Um, for instance, yesterday I had to go get a pulmonary uh, lung function test done because I'm asthmatic <clears throat> and um, my heart and my lungs are like in a battle right now, literally. And I think it has a lot to do with my uh, just not being able to breathe because of my asthma, right? But I woke up yesterday. Well, I went to bed yesterday because I remember I told you that my dad had been in the hospital for two days. So I went to bed, didn't get a lot of sleep because I was just really stressed and worried about my dad, which then carried into the time that I woke up. So I woke up yesterday. I did the lung test. I don't know if anybody's ever took a pulmonary lung test before, but it's like basically like running a marathon without the running because that's how much 
breathing you have to deal with it and it's just very stressful anyways and i had anxiety about that because and then my head started spinning around and i'm like my dad's in the hospital it's heart related i'm having heart related issues but mine's tachycardia and possible sleep apnea and on top of my asthma so that's what's going on with me i will update you guys on that later but um yeah it's just been one of those kind of things you know so it really does um and basically, when you have generalized anxiety disorder, you just don't know how to stop the worry cycle. And it kind of feels like it's beyond your control, even though you realize that your anxiety is more intense when situations occur. So basically, like like I said, like I went to bed because I was stressed about my dad, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was kind of just like panicked about it. And it was just, it just, it sucks. Um... Basically, also, guys, that all anxiety disorders may relate to a difficulty tolerating uncertain stuff, and therefore people with generalized anxiety disorder try to plan or control situations. Um, and many people believe worry prevents bad things from happening. Um, <clears throat> so you view to be you view to be risky to give up worry. Um, at times. Um, I personally will struggle with physical symptoms and I get stomach aches and I get headaches. Um, and it's not just that, like my whole body. So when you go into a panic attack, basically, you know, your body is like clenched up and it's tight. When I'm having my just generalized anxiety, uh, I get massive migraines, for instance. Um, my stomach hurts, and it's not just my stomach hurting. It's like literally like everything in my stomach doesn't want to work. My bowels don't want to work, and then that's where the IBS comes in. Um, that's where my GI problem comes in, period. And it just, it, it gets really bad. Like, for me, I don't have a uterus, but when I did before my hysterectomy, it would really affect, like, my reproductive system, too. Like, it really just... It really messes with you. And I don't think that a lot of people really understand that. So there's that. Um, when your anxiety level is mild to moderate with or with treatment, basically um, you can function socially and have more meaningful life and um, be able to gainfully be employed, you know. Um, but uh, for me, I avoid situations because I do not want um, my disorder to take advantage of me into opportunities such as like worrying, such as like social situations, traveling, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to handle that. So for me, working is hard. Um, and some people just have a hard time carrying out the simplest daily activities because their anxiety is so severe. I mean, anxiety is intense, guys. Anxiety comes in all forms. It can be anything from literally just being stressed because you're at school and things are stressful from there to anything from PTSD to basically not being able to leave your house. I mean, it's crazy. It's so, so crazy. <laughs> like, I just... You guys, I don't even know. And I, and I, I personally really like relate to that, you know? So, <clears throat> excuse me about my throat, guys. Do you ever do, cause my anxiety, that's where I do. I clear my throat a lot and I woke up a little bit anxious this morning. And <clears throat> so I'm clearing my throat a little bit because it always feels like there's something stuck in my throat and there's not. Give me one second while I take a drink. Okay. 
So, basically, this is this is crazy, guys. So, here are what the classifications. And guys, anxiety, like I said, comes in many forms, and so does a generalized anxiety disorder. It it really does. It comes into so many plays and so many different ways. But in a psychologist's view, here are some of the signs and the symptoms of it. Right. Uh, feeling nervous, like, and on the edge, very irritable, um, which I have having in a sense of impending danger, panic or doom. Like I said, I, that's what I get. I instantly go to the worst thought possible. Um, <clears throat> having an increased heart rate, which like I said, I had tachycardia. So that's that, um, breathing rapidly, which will cause you sweating and trembling and hyperventilation. Now, for me, when I go through anxiety or if I'm going through a panic attack, I am the person that is hyperventilating. But you see, they say that you don't pass out during a panic attack or anxiety. Bullshit. I am mandatorily, I swear to God, always going to faint or black out every time. But it can happen with your hyperventilation. Uh, you feel weak. You get tired. Um... You have a difficult time concentrating. You have trouble sleeping. For me, sleeping is very... Now, concentration is very hard for me because I have ADHD, which is also anxiety-related, which does go into generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> basically, so the sleeping thing. I can go to bed at 8 o'clock, but I won't go to bed until about like 8.30, 9 o'clock, technically. But I'm in bed by 8 o'clock. If I do that... I will go to bed, 9 o'clock hits, bam, 10.30 hits, I'm up, and I cannot go back to sleep, and I'm like, why am I awake? I go back to sleep, bam, 11.30 hits, I'm mandatorily on, like, anxiety, panic attack, palpitation thing every night that we're trying to figure that part out. And then there's the, uh, basically, um, every two hours I'm waking up, so really, in the long run, I, like, sleep only three to four hours of sleep a night. So you can either have insomnia or you can have, I don't even know what the fuck you would call mine, but you could have an issue like that with mine or just be very it's, um, insomniacs. But also you can have um, issues where, sorry, my dog just walked in the room. You can also have issues where you're sleeping too much, which then can go into the depressional part of anxiety, which people don't talk about. And as I've said before, the other thing is, is you experience GI problems. And that is a big thing for me. Like, not to be like graphic and weird, but we're just going to point it out because it's the reality, right? Um, is that I literally, um, some days I'm fine and other days I'm not fine. Like, I'm just, I'm not. Um, some days I feel like I have to go to the bathroom and I cannot go to the bathroom. And we're talking number two here, the poo. And I can't do it. And other times I'm fine and I have the bad side of it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, those are basically things you guys should look out for. If you think you have that, you should definitely reach out to your medical professional, even if it's just a psychologist, a therapist, or, you know, your regular PCP. Excuse me for one second. My throat is, like, really bothering me. It's been bothering me since, like, yesterday. So I apologize. Um, 
there are things that you can do for generalized anxiety. Um, therapy is a really good one. Um, cognitive behavior treatment is another thing that I would really suggest if you're having it. Um, because it's been been more researched specifically targets and thoughts, the physical symptoms and behaviors, including over preparation and planning and avoidance for it. Um, and just being mindfulness based on the approach of acceptance, you know, uh, therapy really does help and there are medications that can help. But if you're like me and you don't take medications or don't want to therapy, if you go to a therapist or even a doctor, they'll suggest things and suggest where you to go basically. Um, so yeah, so I'm thinking we can now break down the myths and realities um, because these are always interesting to me because a lot of people think so many things that are not happening. So like, here's my favorite thing. This is, this is my favorite thing. As somebody who's grown up with suicidal tensions and idolization, this one just kills me. Um, the myth is that you snap a rubber band on your wrist every time you have a bad thought. Now, I have to tell you, that's stupid. But the reality is that studies actually have shown that suppressing your thoughts makes them actually stronger and more frequent. Um, and the thoughts are more resistant, basically. So really, the more that you're doing that, the more you're really actually causing yourself anxiety. So if anyone tells you, especially if you're a cutter, because this goes into a depression thing too. If you're a cutter, don't do that because honestly, it's just going to make your anxiety worse, your depression worse, and you're just going to want to do exactly like whatever it is. For me, I've tried the rubber band thing and it wasn't until I actually seen a holistic doctor that they told me, bad idea, that's not going to, you know, it's going to make worse. Um, another myth that I just was <clears throat> excuse me and i was actually talking about is if you panic you can pass out or lose control right okay now they say and this is tr this is true like the reality is the unreality is guys it is unlikely you will faint because it, that's basically just caused by your blood pressure suddenly dropping um but during a panic attack your blood pressure doesn't really fall it actually rises slightly. So really, that's where the myth comes in. Like if someone says, oh no, you're going to faint because your blood pressure just dropped. That's not it. When you're actually having a panic attack, you're <laughs> actually going up. And for me, my blood pressure like goes sky high. But like I said, I am like the 1% that actually, and it is possible guys, so don't just take it as a grain of salt. It does happen. Like I am the 1% that faints. Like every time I will hyperventilate to the pet point where I'll just faint or black out. Um, <clears throat> you know, another myth is if you've ever had an anxiety disorder, it is important to avoid stress in situations that make you feel stressed, but you need to, the reality is you're treating yourself as fragile as you can and avoiding risks that lead to feeling demoralized. <laughs> God, I cannot talk today. Um, you know, because avoiding anxiety tends to actually, again, reinforce it. Um, and for me, that's really it is. So you can be anxious and still do whatever you have to do, if that makes any sense. Um, now, this is another one that I would like to talk about because I've had personal experiences with this. 
Uh, the myth is that you always carry a paper bag in case you have to hyperventilate. Now, here's the thing. Paper bags can also serve you as a safety clutch, right? That keeps you from being anxious about being anxious, basically, in hyperventilation. While it's very uncomfortable and is not dangerous, just remember that, <clears throat> but if you guys don't practice your breathing exercises or deep breathing, you're going to make yourself hyperventilate even more if you're not properly blowing into the bag. Now, for me, I'm panicking. I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And that's what I do all the time. So I get into the bag and I'm like, and it just makes it worse for me. Um, it's because of the way your oxygen and the carbon dioxide hit together. It's supposed to regulate your breathing. But if you don't know how to do it, I do not tend to think you should actually at all use the paper bag because it can make you hyperventilate a little more. But it won't hurt you. It's not going to kill you. <clears throat> this is that the causes of anxiety disorder are usually rooted in childhood. So, so efficient therapy must focus on that time period. Now, that's bullshit, okay? Because um, as someone, like I said, who has PTSD, I don't want to jump back to a fucking time for, for me, for a good reason for me, okay? For instance, I got raped and I got beat and I actually almost did not survive that. And that is something I don't want to look back on. That's something I don't want to concentrate on. Like, I just don't want to. I want to just... Yes, it's always going to be there no matter what you do. Like, no matter what, your trauma is always going to be there. But there's ways to cope around your trauma. But research also has showed that effective treatment focusing from on the here to now, including new skills to manage thoughts, emotions, and discomforts, and behavior. So, with that being said, especially me, someone like with PTSD, I don't want to focus on just that rape situation that I went to. I don't want to have a conversation. Like, yes, I'll bring it up, but I don't want to just keep dwelling on the fact that I haven't been raped. I want to move forward and I want to find techniques so if I'm having a PTSD trigger, then, you know, I'll be fine. Um, Another myth that's my favorite, medications for anxiety are addictive, so they should be taken with, if not absolutely necessary. Okay, you guys. Because I actually would like to touch into this subject a little bit because actually it depends on what medication you're actually taking. Because if you're taking something that's like an SSRI, I think is what they call those, um, you're not really going to get addicted to them. Those are like your typical like medications like um, Seroquel, Boost Bar, Wellbutrin. But the other side of anxiety and panic, and it's very common on medications, is they will give you a benzo. So such as lorazepam, um, olorazepam, uh, basically every PAM <laughs> that's in it is a benzo. And those are highly addictive and can kill you in the long run and give you a lot of problems. So there's that. <clears throat> there's a myth also, that goes with that, that medication is the only treatment for anxiety disorder. And guys, I feel like that was a paranoid person who came up with that myth. <laughs> or someone who anxiety is just out of control. Because medication is effective, but scientific research shows basically that the, con the CBD... CBT, I mean, guys, I said CBD, is the congestive behavioral therapy... Um, could be just as more, if not just as effective. So, 
Just saying. And which I would uh, agree with because I think that there are so many things. I don't know. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. Some people are just worry warts or neurotic, and all there is is nothing that they can really make any difference. Okay, I'm very neurotic. I have my moments. <laughs> but, um, and I'm a worry wart. <laughs> but that may be true, not just a myth, because really there are. I'm one of those people that you could call a worry wart or neurotic. <laughs> but, you know, as I said, there are medications and there's therapy and other things out there so that's interesting <laughs> um excuse me it just burps okay myth if you eat right exercise avoid caffeine and live a healthy life anxiety your anxiety will just go away <laughs> no that's not how that works <laughs> but changing your eating habits and exercising of course and avoiding caffeine and just living a healthier lifestyle of course will help minimize the anxiety but you guys don't just think that oh i'm gonna eat a bunch of vegetables because i see it on youtube because some vegetarian and vegan told me to just don't it's not it will help you but there's you know there's a lot more to helping and reducing your stress besides that <laughs> because you're gonna have to face your fears at some point and you're gonna need to learn how to do that and stop avoiding that situation you know um myth a never-ending supply of compassionate reassurance from family and friends and assistance to avoid stress are good for someone with anxiety problems. Mm. <sighs> well, not that I don't appreciate that my friends give me love and my family supports me and all that, but that's not going to avoid the situation either, guys. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Some of the things just do not just don't I don't understand it but um so those are some weird myths <laughs> like I said I don't sometimes I wonder and I those myths I found because I wrote this down so I apologize but I think I found that on which I didn't even know this was a thing but ADAA which is Anxiety and Depression Associations of America so I don't know where they got that study but I don't know, but some coping strategies that I would like to fill for you guys that um, you can actually try not just when you're anxious, but also when you're stressed. Um, and this, this is where I'll kind of tell you a little bit about some things too, for me. Um, and just take a time out, take five to 10 minutes a day to meditate, listen to music, um, or basically learn a relaxation technique that works for you, basically. And just kind of stepping back. Um, practice yoga. You guys, you don't have to do down-facing dog and all that hard stuff. There are just yoga. Oof, sorry about that. I lost my breath. Um, you can practice yoga like laying down in your own bed. Or when you wake up, you can just put your legs together and sit up. And it's really, it's a lot of people don't realize that but anyways um if you listen to music which which for me um if i'm anxious or if i'm stressed it's i tend to listen to the more heavier metal to the rock the depressing music that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it actually triggers a lot for me so i don't know but actually 
kind of helps sometimes. But something that they say is to meditate. Now, meditation can be really good. And you guys, meditation is not crossing your legs, putting your hands down, crossing your index and thumb going, um, okay, you do not have to do that to meditate. You literally, what I do is, yes, I cross my legs because that's what helps me relax. But sit down, cross your legs, put your arms out, well, your elbows basically on your knees, palms up, and I put on some, uh, what are they called? They're pretty much, um, I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anyways, um, affirmations, that's what I was trying to say. And I put on some affirmations and I'll sit there and I'll close my eyes for a good five minutes is really all you need a day. You can do it any time of the day you want and you don't have to even do it like that. But just sit there first thing in the morning when you wake up, even laying down, you don't have to sit up, but laying down, just, just kind of get in your comfortable zone, kind of just like, kind of act like you're a tree that's being blown in the wind and kind of just inhale real big, exhale real slow, kind of shake it off again. Kind of accepting the fact that you're a little anxious. Because this is a really good thing to do when you're anxious. Kind of accept it. You need to accept it. Kind of say to yourself, I'm excited about this feeling. I'm excited for this feeling. And kind of just say that over again. I'm excited about this feeling. I'm excited for this feeling. And it really does actually, guys, help your brain switch over. Um, so that's something that I would suggest that you guys do. Um, and just kind of breathing. Um, go on YouTube. And look up five-minute meditations for the morning and at night. And I'm telling you, they really work. Listen to music. Again, go to YouTube and look up meditation music that is specifically for anxiety. And you can get rhythms that are specifically to help with the anxiety and stuff. And if it's at nighttime, put you to bed like that. Um, the next thing is, is that you need to eat a well-balanced meal. Don't skip meals, guys. If you have anxiety, do not skip the meals because that can actually cause the anxiety to be worse. Um, sometimes it just helps if you basically, what I do is keep an energizing boosting snack on hand, like some kind of nuts <clears throat> or something, you know, something you like to snack on that's healthy. Uh, limit your alcohol and caffeine. Um, you guys... Anxiety and alcohol do not mix. It can aggravate really bad. And even caffeine can trigger panic attacks. I used to drink and I never realized... <clears throat> sorry, I had to clear my throat. But I never realized how bad my anxiety was triggered when I actually drank. And I never realized... Because I used to be a person that had to have caffeine every day. And by the way, I'm like two months on no caffeine. But... um. It's, uh, yeah, I never realized how much caffeine would trigger my panic attacks because my heart would start beating because of the caffeine and the next thing you know, I was panicking. So just avoid those. I know it's hard <clears throat> because we rely on it for so much. Um, exercise daily. You guys, all you have to do is go out and personally, also, if you don't want to exercise, but you should be outside exercising, go take a walk around your block, five to 10 minutes. That's all you need to do. But also, vitamin D is very important with anxiety. Um, go outside, enjoy the sun, 
15 minutes. Just lay your face in the sun or sit down in the sun for 15 minutes. It'll help. Um, getting enough sleep is also very important because um, actually when you're stressed, you actually need... Forgive me, I just yawned. Sorry. Um, you actually need additional extra sleep. And you guys, most importantly, if anything, you need to take deep breaths. You know, so inhale slowly. Okay, so here's a tip for me, and I'm going to get into the breathing techniques, but something that I'm just going to tell you now. Breathe in very slowly. Do it for five seconds. Okay, so... Hold for four. One, two, three, four. Release for four. Four to five seconds. When you inhale, then hold, then exhale. It will help. Um, counting to ten helps, but I'm also going to tell you that the people that are in, specifically like the military, it's and they have PTSD, it's very hard for them to obviously, when you have all this violence around you, for instance, it's kind of hard to concentrate on counting to 10. Something I personally do that helps me is counting back from 21. Um, so just very slowly, just go 21, 20, 19, and etc. And just do it until you get to one. And then when you get there, just hold. If it doesn't work, do it again. Sometimes counting the uh, random numbers, so you could just be like, oh, for instance, right now, looking at three objects on my wall. So that would help. So three, one clock, one, two gnomes, two. Like, And they don't have to be in order. You can be like five, twenty, hundred, six. Just count out numbers. It really, really helps. Um, and, you know, most importantly, welcome humor, guys. And accept that you can't control everything. Let your stress and anxiety know that it's not as bad as you think it is. It's not. So if you can accept that, then you'll you'll do it. And do your best, you know? Uh, another thing that I find, besides talking to someone, is getting involved. Um, maybe volunteer somewhere, like within your community. There's so many things out there where people could use... Um, someone to talk to. So like those hotlines, like NAMA, NAMI, NAMI, is that how you say NAMI? The National Association for like mental health. But um, it helps guys, something like that. And obviously the most important thing too is to stay positive guys as much as you can. And um, learn and something that helps too is learn what your triggers to your anxiety and stress are. If you're triggered by something being dirty because you have OCD like me with ADHD, then you need to learn them and just focus on them. And seriously, it really, really helps. Um, another thing is jogging and walking. You know, like I said, but even if you do it three to five times a week for 30 minutes at the most, even if it's just dance, get in your house, you're just like, mm, mm, yeah, shake that butt, mm, mm, shake those hips, mm, mm, shake that head. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. Distract yourself as much as possible would be really the biggest thing that I would say that you need to do is distract yourself. 
<clears throat> because yeah. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to give you eight breathing techniques and some of them sound weird and very interesting, <laughs> but breathing is a necessity. I said necessity wrong of life. You guys that usually you need to do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a thing. When you breathe in, basically, your blood cells receive oxygen and release carbon dioxide. And the carbon dioxide is a waste product, you know, carried back through your body and that is exhaled. So, if you're improperly breathing, and this is just for me to, to give you advice because I literally have asthma. If you're improperly breathing, it can really upset your oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange. And that's where the anxiety and the panics and even fatigued and physical and emotional stuff comes in. So when you guys, next time you're feeling a little anxious, they're basically these uh, breathing exercises. Now, this is really, really weird because I don't know. I actually... Alternate nostril breathing. I know. Bear with me. It sounds really weird, but alternate uh, nostril breathing involves blocking off one of your nostrils at a time um, as you're breathing. Okay. Now I know that it sounds really, really weird um, because when I first heard this, I was like, it. again, you just need to practice breathing. So uh, if you're not really comfortable with this, I would not go right into it. If you're someone like me that feels like they're suffocating, don't block your nostril because it might. So basically what you guys do is you position your right hand by bending um, what is that called? your pointer and middle fingers to your palm, which would leave your thumb and ring finger and pinky extended. Um, this is also, by the way, in case you don't know, this is a Vinishu Mudra in yoga. But um, so then once you have done that, you close your eyes. Or you can look downwards. So you inhale and exhale to begin, right? So then you close off that, uh, your, either your right or left, it doesn't matter, nostril with your thumb. And then you inhale through your other nostril. Then take a second and switch fingers. Close off your left nostril or your right nostril with your ring finger. Open, exhale, and right through the nostril, right? And just keep doing that. Um, <laughs> they, I know that my therapist has suggested you do it like 10 rounds. But if you do begin to feel lightheaded, please take a break by releasing both nostrils to breathe again. Um, I have found that, and, and everything works differently for people, but it was really hard for me to do. Um, you know, uh, the next thing I suggest that I like to do is belly breathing and it's very hard and it literally, I think that if I, if I remember it's the American institution of stress, <laughs> which is, um, in case you didn't know, abdominal breathing, by the way, or diaphragmic breathing, it can actually, if you do it 20 to 30 minutes of this, it'll actually induce stress and anxiety. But um, you need to find a comfortable place that you can lie down or sit down. Um, the best example I think works for me is sitting in a chair and uh, sitting cross-legged uh, 
or sitting cross-legged, right? Or lying on your back, which I also do. You can put a small pillow underneath your head or under your knees if you need to. But basically, you need to place one hand over your upper chest and then the other one on your belly, which needs to be below your ribcage, by the way. Now, I know it's hard, but you need to allow your belly to relax without forcing it inward or, you know, basically clenching your muscles. Then you breathe in slowly through your nose. Um, and the air, basically, you guys should uh, move from your nose downward. As you feel your stomach rise, the other hand will fall inward. So basically, yes, if you put it on your chest, you'll feel it. Um, this is really effective. I've done this many of times. And then exhale slowly and slightly pierce your lips. And take note of the hand on your chest, which should remain actively still all the time. It should never move, the one on your chest. Except for, obviously, when you're exhaling, you're going to feel it. But it should not physically be moving. So, you should do that probably five to ten minutes. And you can do that up to, like, three times, maybe four times a day. Uh, waking up is a good time to do it, and right before you go to bed is a good time. Or if you just really need to just breathe and you can't freaking breathe. Um, so, I don't know. Another technique that I just learned about that I didn't even know um, is called box breathing. This is a very interesting one because I didn't know about it. Uh, it's actually very simple to learn and practice. Um, in fact, if you've ever noticed yourself inhaling... And exhaling at the rhythm of a song, then you actually really know how to do this type of breathing. So, you're going to exhale on the count of four. One, two, three, four. Slowly, guys. Exhale that. Then hold your lungs while they're empty, right? And you're going to do another four count. Then you're going to inhale and also count to four. Kind of what I was basically telling you guys. And then hold the air in your lungs and count to four and exhale the beginning pattern over and over again. Now, I usually say do these all for like 10 minutes a day. Um, but that was basically what I was just telling you guys to do. Like inhale in four times, exhale four times, hold in, you know. Um, you know. <laughs> but... I, I don't really know a lot of breathing techniques except that, or just plain and simple breathing exercises, which um, I do know you can perform breathing exercises as much as you needed. You can just do a standing, sitting, or lying down. Um, if by chance you do find the exercise to be difficult or believe it's making you anxious or panicky, just stop it and try again, maybe like the next day, do not keep doing it. Um, cause it can, when you have a panic attack, it can really just affect you sometimes. So you just need to inhale slowly and deeply through your nose. Um, keeping your shoulders relaxed, your ab abdomen, abdomen, <laughs> your abdomen should be expanded. Your chest should rise very little. Exhale through your mouth. As you blow air out, press your lips together slightly and keep your jaw relaxed. Uh, that's when you might hear a soft, what they call a whooshing sound, I believe. And then just keep repeating it for several minutes until you start to feel better. 
again, if it makes you feel panicky, please don't do that because I really have a problem <laughs> with it. Um, and, you know, some people are very conscious about the way that they breathe. Um, and that gives into the two types of breathing, which is your diaphragmic abdominal breathing, which is a type of breathing um, which is deep. That's where the deep breathing comes from. So, and it's filling your lungs. <laughs> and then there's the chest breathing, um, which is your short, rapid breathing. Basically, like... Things like that. And that's basically the anxiety talking. So, with that being said, um, I kind of wanted to go over what I call the vagus nerve. And I, I don't know how... Vagus or vogus, I don't know. It's V-A-G-U-S. You figure it out yourself. But I think it's a vagus nerve. Um, so, have you guys ever heard of the fight or flight? Um... In case you're not familiar with that, that has to do with your panic, right? That's when you basically, out of nowhere, experience a sudden high stress. And just actively, out of nowhere, whew, uh, you're ready, your body is literally getting ready to flee the scene. <laughs> or, like, fly away. It's it's an old expression, but it's a real thing. Um, but in real life, you guys, there is nowhere to hide. <laughs> during a stressful situation and you know that but back in the day basically like cavemen and stuff we were fighting tigers and so when the big tiger came we had to go into the fight or flight and we were like oh crap we either fight this or we have to go and most of the time you wouldn't you know try to hide so that's where that comes from it's, it's very old but um and we do do that and um if you ever like me and you like go through periods of chronic high stress, um, so uh, periods of chronic high stress, your body literally will stay in high gear, and basically even your stress hormones, guys, like your um your adrenaline, will just course through your body, which kind of just really creates a wear and tear in your body and mind, and can actually give you a multiple of health problems if you didn't know like the chronic pain the anxiety the mood swings gut inflammation which i was saying the gi issues but um good news though guys our body can contain its own superpower <laughs> which can actually help you decrease that fight or fl fight or flight i always say it backwards response but anyways um one of the main ways that you can stimulate it, which is through your vagus nerve, like I said, is basically, again, deep, slow belly breathing. So breathe more slowly and aim for six breaths per minute, right? Or breathe more deeply through your belly. Think about expanding your abdomen and widening your rib cage as you inhale. And exhale longer than you inhale. Now, guys, I know that's really sounds weird, but you just... Okay, blow until you feel like you have no breath. And believe me, you have more breath than you think you do. But if you just... <sighs> hear how that wishing sound goes away? Then try it again. Um, if you gargle, and I know this sounds even weirder too, but if you gargle with your water, 
or if you like to sing, it will also help your vagus nerve. Foot massages actually can help stimulate it. Um, a popular one and most common one is cold water to your face. Now, if you emerge your forehead at least uh, under about your cheeks, about two-thirds into a cold water, it's supposed to basically decrease your heart rate and stimulate your intestines and um, basically turns on the immune system. Now, for me, I feel like I'm constantly drowning and I have a hard time with this even when I'm taking a shower. Showers and baths are hard for me to do because I literally feel like I'm constantly drowning when I'm in the water. So, for me, a wet washcloth helps. Another thing that helps, just put the, yeah, put the wet washcloth on your head for like 10 minutes Take up some deep breathing and it will help because then all of a sudden your like, body's like, oh, whoa. Well, we don't, well, I don't know why we're freaking out. And it will decrease your heart rate. Another thing is, is if you're like me and you can't deal with the water on your face. Because mine's a claustrophobia thing. And that's why I feel like I'm drowning. Um, put your hand, well, your wrist mainly under the coldest water you can possibly put it under. And it really, really does help. Um, an interesting thing that I just found out about the vagus nerve is eating fiber. It actually will help. Um, and of course, just laughing, guys. Um, the vagus nerve is an interesting thing, and I would like to go in with this to you tomorrow, and I think I'm just going to cut it out here. But we'll come back to the vagus nerve, because there's not only just breathing exercises you can do, there's um, things you can do with your ears that actually help. So, with that being said... I'm just going to leave it at that and we're going to go and I hope I don't get copyright for the music. So hopefully you guys will hear this. I love you all and I hope that you're doing well and yeah. So bye. You need a taste of your own Yeah.